0: What's up friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host Josh. Uh it's Monday. I think. Yeah, it's Monday. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Uh just saw the results from uh, Lake Monroe. What a tough weekend for you guys, man. Uh congrats to all the winner, obviously Matt Ball, um and Cody Milton, but I was looking at the uh man the, the score like with the dude people struggled um like people had a hard time catching fish, I guess, but uh dude, congrats to everyone. It sounded like it was a grind. Um and uh whew. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to go ahead and mention that because that, that's the only big thing I know that happened this weekend. Um, but if you were at that event uh, late in road, let me know. I mean, I'd love to talk to you guys about it. It certainly wasn't a very easy uh, two days at all. So uh, please reach out to me, tag me in something, and uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, other than that, I didn't do much this past week. I went fishing, obviously, uh, stuck to the rivers around here. I uh, had some success, man, but you can definitely tell it's getting to like that summertime where it's just a grind, but uh, yeah, that's about all I did this weekend. Uh, this week, uh, it's, I wish I'm still kind of on the fence about the uh, Ohio East West Harbor, but man, New York is just so strict right now with the uh, restrictions, and they they've restricted like a whole bunch of states and 14 know, day quarantine and all this stuff, and I just don't know if it's worth the money to drive there and drive back not getting a lot of time to pr- i don't know it's just dude it's just a f- dude. 2020 just fucking sucks uh i know some of you guys are feeling it uh like i am it's some people had it worse so I, I can't bitch and complain too much but uh man i don't know man i, I might not do it and just salvage whatever i have left the season i know uh lake george i got a kbfn coming up here uh september's looking pretty good uh with a few events and i'm, I'm thinking I'll just staying local man it's just dude, this pandemic sucks uh, traveling quarantines and blah 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 it's just it's just fucking it's 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 a mess so i don't know i don't know let me know what you guys are doing what you guys think uh because that's that's kind of where i'm at now i'm kind of just like yeah fuck it uh new york's we're trying to have a good time in new york still so that's that's something to think about i got a bunch of local tournaments i can do around here uh you know a few kbf events and then some some of the shit i don't know i don't know guys i'm just rambling right now um but yeah, uh, let me know what's going on, with you guys. Always tag me in those pictures. Always uh, reach out to me. I love, I love having conversations with you guys and you know interacting with you guys uh, and girls. But um, yeah, uh, we'll just move on along to the supporters of the show. X-Zone Lures, Capital D, Capital W, fifteen. Get yourself a discount on some plastics. I love their plastics. I talk about them all the time. Uh, but that, that's that's who I use. If you're interested, if you need something, you're looking for someone new. X-Zone Plastics might have what you need uh obviously uh outdoorsman coffee david cruz i'm sure you guys know him by now uh good stuff use Darkwater 15 get yourself a discount um that's, that's all i got really right now um yeah we'll just jump right into this thing uh my, my two guests now it's the first time i ever had two people on the show at the same time uh it was good it was a success i had some minor technical difficulty but not bad um i'm not gonna lie we were drinking in this show. Uh, I started drinking earlier because they went seven thirty their time, which is like ten thirty my time. So I've already been warming up for the show, uh, and so about thirty forty minutes on, I'm listening to. I'm like, you know, I'm editing and listening to them. You can start to see I'm starting to trail off a little bit. Uh, I'm starting to feel the effects of the booze, uh, which is fine. This is dark waters, and that's what I, that's what some, it happens. It, it's just sometimes, sometimes we drink too much in the dark waters, and we ramble, we rant, and blah 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 blah. But whatever, that's that's my show. If you want some professional. Um, you know, something to help me become a better angler or, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, there's so many better shows out there. The Paddle and Fin Network, they got like seven, seven, seven shows a day that are probably better than mine. I mean, there's just, dude, my show is just people getting, you know, drinking, having a good time, talking shit or re- whatever. We just you never know what's going to happen here in the dark water. So, um, I do, <laughs> I got a little lit, so it was fun. But, uh, my two guests, Mike Insing and obviously Greg Blanchard, I'm sure everyone knows who we are. They're they're my Cali buds, um, you know. Obviously, Greg Blanchard's from New York, but uh, he's he's been in California a few years, tearing up the scene there. But uh, they're part of the Dark Court division, which is just a bunch of guys. You know, they started a club out in California, and they just dude, they they just live the best life. I think uh, they they drink beers, they camp out, they have fun, they fish hard tournaments. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but dude, they're always putting out good content. They just they always have like these good vibes. Like like fishing is fun. It's it's yeah, compete all you want, but there's more to it. There's this. Yeah, you know, this is other part of it that you know I feel more drawn to. Not to say that anyone who's a a diehard competitor, you know, the, do your thing, live your best life or whatever. That's uh, a cheesy saying, but whatever it is, what it is. But like I just I like those vibes of where it's, it's just fishing. It's just you know, it's just we we work seven, we work five days a week, we work our asses off, nine to five or shift work, and come Saturday, come Sunday, it's nice just to get out there, crack on some beers, rip some lips or whatever. And, uh, to me, that's what this is all about, you know, so it it was fun to talk about those guys, shoot the shit, hear what they got to say. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this show. Uh, I hope the week's good to you. You deserve it. But, uh, man, let me know what's going on. Like I said, I, dude, I, I don't get enough of interaction with you guys. I love talking. I love chatting with you guys. Uh, reach out to me, but man, we'll talk to you guys soon. Um, yeah. Talk to you later. Ciao. Uh pale or hazy? Nah, pale. You got to be pale. Nah. All right, gents, we're recording. Greg, Mike okay. Insane. um welcome to the show. Uh it's it's the first time I've done three or you know, two people at the same time. That sounds weird, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so I mean whatever. It's it's 10:30 my time, like 7:30 your guys' time. Uh, what are you guys drinking right now?
1: I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada Sierra Vesa. Uh, sure.
2: Nice choice. I like I it. Like uh, I'm going hazy. I'm going hazy IPA. So cheers, guys.
0: Cheers. Cheers. cheers jo- Josh, Thanks what you guys are you guys? on? I got that uh, did I say it right? The Omi Gang IPA, yeah, yeah. yeah. the, the Nirvana Cooper. one out of Cooperstown, New York. It's a local, local one, but uh, nice. th- we don't sell we don't sell this to the uh, Sierra Nevadas up here this far, or at least where I'm at. So I did the best I could, Jets. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <work>. One day, <laughs> one day. All right, so we'll try to do this one time. I don't want like a huge introduction, especially Greg. I've heard your introduction on like probably about six, seven times on different podcast so i could probably give you your own introduction if i wanted to uh, so we'll keep we'll keep it simple just in case there's anyone who hasn't heard of you or, or any one of you guys just uh just real simple quick introduction we'll start off with mike and then we'll do uh greg all right all right i'm mike ensign i'm from south lake tahoe california
1: and i just like fishing that's it
2: fair enough yeah yeah um greg blanchard uh, grew up in seneca falls new york Uh, For the first 25 years of my life, uh, traveled a bit, and now I'm residing in Northern California. Um, And yeah, like Mike, I enjoy fishing quite a bit.
0: All right. Well, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the uh, the Dark Horse division. Obviously, that's because you know Greg's videos. But uh, I've I've talked to everyone in the Dark Horse division except Greg. Uh, I've had uh, Walden on here. I've had Bam on here. I've talked to uh, Obd in the past. uh, Me and Mike have talked in the past. Uh, If you guys don't mind, like. I don't care who says it, but what is the Dark Horse Division? Uh, what are you guys about? And, uh, and and we'll go from there. There's, there's a whole bunch of questions I want to ask you, especially you guys being from California and you know how weird this year has been, uh, and you know you know since the whole COVID-19 is going by. So a lot of questions I want to ask, but just because this is kind of like a another Dark Horse <laughs> Dark Horse uh, Division <laughs> podcast, uh, just go ahead like like what is the Dark Horse? And, you know why I'm a big fan of it. Go, Mike. You got it uh dark horse division it's just
1: seven dudes that like to hang out drink beers barbecue fish tournaments shoot the shit make fun of each other it's basically like friends that you had when you're growing up except now you're adults and it's a little over the top sometimes <laughs> but it's it's rad it's just a it's a it's a fun way to travel in a group instead of by yourself basically or you know maybe with one person because there's everyone in the group has a different dynamic so when everyone gets together it's just a super fun time there's never
0: any drama it's just hella fun that's it right and that's one thing that you know obviously we've all seen greg's videos but like one of the things i've always especially like you know the last two years that he's been living in california like one thing i love is just watching when all you guys get together, you guys do your tournaments or you go to tournaments together, or you're competing for a course light can with hooks coming <laughs> out of it or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, but the thing is, like, you guys just, you know, and I'm over here on the east coast and I, and I fish up down like the southeastern things. Like, I've never seen like anything like make kayak fishing look so fun as much as when I watch you guys get together. Like, there's, there's like, you know, obviously you guys are very competitive. You know, I've seen the videos of you guys at national championships. You know, the uh, the Hobie events, you know, obviously you guys go out there and win, but like you guys really make like it seems like it, it's it's more about fun than it is about anything else. Like, I mean, like I say, like I've never seen you guys look bad. I've never seen you guys like, oh, we didn't do that great. There's always like a ear in your hand, a smile. Someone's showing their face with food or whatever. It's always it seems like it's, it's like a great time. <laughs> That's Greg's
2: uh, awesome editing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I block out all the negative stuff. Like, I, no, 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 it's it's uh, I make us look a lot better. Trust me. But no, it's it's totally about that. And You know what? The thing is with our crew, like, I'm sure there's a bunch of other crews out there doing the same thing, having just as good of a time. But it's a fat, like I'm obviously showcasing it or, you know, showing the showing YouTube but uh yeah i mean it's it's a fun crew to be around with and we could this would take a long time as to how we all came together just throughout the the, the few years that i've been here but You know it's uh it's there's one thing that we all share in common for sure and that's the uh the passion of of fishing it's it's kind of interesting to like kind of look at all of us we're all different ages uh you know different backgrounds and we would never be friends really unless we had fishing like this we're the most random group of people in the world i mean just look at us but uh that, that's the thing that's special we all have this special you know bond that is it is the passion of fishing and i don't know it's some that's that's what's been the most special about you know, fishing for me in the past few years is you know just meeting new people and just having a great time
0: well like, i agree i mean like, oh, go ahead mike i'm sorry i was gonna like, say to the same thing think.
1: before like i've gone fishing my whole life and i love it and i've gone with my grandpa everyone that's close to me but now it's like Dude, tournament days coming up. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Usually, Greg and I are the first people there. We're like, yeah, we're going to. I think it's almost more exciting to meet up at the campsite and just shoot the shit than, um, than fishing at that point, you know, until the evening comes. Then we're talking about the juice, who's on them, blah, 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 yeah. blah all
0: that bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> we already know how that
1: pans out. So
0: the video. <laughs> well, without going like like horror like or big details, but like like how does it how do you guys start a group like this? I mean, are you guys taking applications? Um, you know, I see a few <laughs> changes o- over time, but it's like how do you how do you get to be how do you get to go and be part of this? Because now that I've talked to a lot of California guys who know you guys, and they're not necessarily in the Dark Horse gang, but uh, you know, it's like how how do you, how do you guys decide who was going to be in? Like, what was the uh the thought behind it? I mean, like obviously you guys, you know, like, you know. I've talked to Bam. I talked to all you guys, and like I've seen you guys play first. Multiple, you guys play first in multiple tournaments separately. Um, so it's like you guys are, can all fish. You guys are all sticks. So like, it, how, how do you guys go about thinking of doing this? And what were you got? What were the expectations? And um, you know, and you know, obviously you can't. Uh, there's only seven of you guys. You guys aren't like starting a whole like chapter and have like a, a New York chapter a Florida chapter or all or anything like that. So how did you guys decide like, who was going to be in your gang? How do Honestly, I get in your gang?
1: It it was a
0: joke, like a kayak gang. It was uh, like a blood in blood out type thing. Yeah.
1: It was Greg Alden and I, and then it was weird. There was a buzz around it, dude. It was, uh, it was strange. Obviously like we just started fishing together, camping together, the three of us. And obviously Greg, is a buzz wherever the hell you go. You can go anywhere and you get gregged. It's it's just how it is. But uh, I don't know, man. It was just I think the or the way that we went about bringing people into the group after the three of us was people we fish with already that were like minded. We hang out and camp with, and we're just like, dude, we're already together. Because basically, Juan, Bam, Obi and uh lawrence we all just like chilled anyway so we're like oh you know we'll just expand the dark horse division which was basically a joke it's just kind of a joke like a little tag like it's our funny kayak fishing gang (laughs) and i don't know how it's gotten like to where people think we're like this group of serious fishermen but in reality we just like to hang out and have a good yeah, time <laughs> I, I don't think
2: we ever we never planned this kind of group and no. you know none of us take ourselves too seriously i mean again right. like what mike said we it just kind of came together over time like we didn't ever at one point say this is the group name here's the members here's how you qual-. like it doesn't matter we just yeah. over time it's just like okay this guy's coming out and hanging out quite a bit let's uh invite him into the the dark horse what do we gonna call it <laughs> but uh yeah, it was just all natural. It was never something we decided to make formal. And uh, that's what we're about. And that's I think that's what keeps kayak fishing and like what we do fun. And I think that's something, honestly, on a more serious note, we got to be a little more careful of as kayak fishing and tournaments, and all this stuff gets a lot bigger. We got to maintain why we like this, why we enjoy it. I like what we have now. I mean, we're we're fishing tournaments. We're serious, of course. We're competitive, but we're having fun. Well, you know, it's a weekend of fun um, and and that's what it's all about. So I like the fact that I can hang out with all my guy, my guys and it's just a laid back weekend. And that's, that's really all I'm looking for in it. Me too. hundred well, percent. We're not selling
1: merchandise. Well, We're not trying to make a brand out of it or anything like that. It's just a group of friends. So, and that's yeah. the, I know the three, we all feel the same way. We're not, it is what it is. It's just a group of friends that we kind of, jokingly dubbed the dark horse division and it's just it's a group of friends and we're down with everyone we just like to have fun fish and kick it you know so there's
0: right. no gang, well i mean like no <laughs> i'm <like, laughs> gonna consider you guys a gang but uh whatever gang. but i uh, like you know, like gang, greg, gang, greg right. already greg already kind of like mentioned it a little bit um but is um were they going like i got a lot sidetracked but uh Whatever, like Greg, I'm gonna start with you. Like, there's a question I got for you. Is like, you know, obviously you're you're from the upstate New York area. Like, when I, you know, three years ago when I decided I was gonna start fishing, I was trying to figure out, you know, what what kind of fishing I wanted to do because, um, you know, like my wife got pregnant with my, you know, my son. I'm like, all right, I need to find a hobby that, uh, you know, me and my son can grow up and do together. I'm like, well, fishing is probably one of the best things you can you can do. And so, you know, I start googling and you know trying to figure out how to fish up here. And uh, you know, somehow, you know, whenever if you Google like upstate New York fishing, like there's like two names that, that will come up. It'll be Greg Blanchard and uh, Bailey, you know, Bailey. Um, yeah. th- those are the two names that will come up on YouTube or whatever. And, you know, so I started watching your videos. And if you watch your videos long enough, you, 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 you see where you start off here in upstate New York. I think you go to Delaware, you end up in Texas, you end up in California. Um, You know, that's a lot of traveling, a lot of different places, a lot of different kind of fishing. Um, You know, what, what what are some of the differences and why did you end up settling for uh, California? Why is that, Why why have you made that your home now?
2: Um, man, there's a lot of reasons. Um, kind of a long story, but I I basically traveled for work for about six years, five six years, and I, God, I went a bunch of places like you mentioned, found some really great fisheries. Of course, Texas was great, um, but ended up in California once or the first time for about a month, fish the Delta. I don't actually think I met any of you guys out there. I don't think I met Mike or Alden or anyone that first like month and a half I was in California, but I really liked not just the fishing, but I liked the Bay area. I, I enjoyed the Bay area other than the, you know, the, there's a good, uh, I don't know, it's just a different atmosphere around the Bay. And, uh, funnily enough, it was kind of an accident. I, I came up here, but, um, I knew in my heart that I wanted to come back again. There was a good job opportunity in New York after the Bay Area. So I went back, circled the country again. I just, I like to drive a lot, apparently. So I just drove around the country (laughs) a couple of times and then, uh, came back to California, got back into the tournament scene. First tournament, actually, I think I was in California. It was the first week I was back in California. I met Mike and Alden at Lake Comanche and, uh, Long story short, it just continued from there. You know, we we had a good, um, we had a bond. We, you know, I had a lot of fun at the, and I had fun at the tournaments before, but uh, there was that extra, you know, bonus of camping and hanging out and drinking beer and the shenanigans, and that was another thing other than just the Bay Area itself that has kept me here. I really enjoy life here. Uh, I've got a good job out here, so. Oh, and no ice, no ice out here. We can fish <laughs> you around. Uh, so right, right. <laughs> it, you there's can, a lot of I things. Keep, there's a lot. Well, yeah, Tahoe. But there's a lot of things keeping me here. Uh, it's hard to leave for sure. I haven't left yet.
0: Uh, but just uh, it's been fun. Now, what what has been like? You know, like, you fish completely different areas. Um, up, like, you like, know, I'm a big fan of upstate New York. I'm sure you are too. Like, I mean, you've come back up here. You fish. We have like such a diverse. Like fishery, we can fish the Great Lakes, we got the Finger Lakes, we got the Adirondacks, we got just tons and tons of different fisheries. Uh, you know, comparing it with California, you know, what are some of the big differences? And like, obviously, you learned a lot. Like, what, what's been the development from you from starting up here and moving all the way to California? Because because you blew up in California. You had that one year that you did great. You won the Hobie event there. You uh, you went and placed third in the national championship. I mean, you like you can like what's cool about you is that you can actually watch your journey from like this. You had a shitty kayak from Walmart or whatever to to and, you know and all, all the way up until like you're like 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 you're standing on podiums and and making a lot of money. Uh, like you like you can watch your journey of like I mean like that's how you become a good angler if you want to watch it. Start from episode one of you know of Greg Blanchard and watch how he goes. Through the whole process but like but there is a process like you start here you went to california you fish all these different fisheries what are some of the things that you learn away and what do you think really led to your success
2: uh yeah that's a great point and it, uh, that's actually one of the reasons i love doing the youtube thing because it's it's like my own like little fishing log and you can look at how you've grown over the i mean like 2015 if you go back to 2015 videos i was in texas i went to texas with two-piece bass pro shops bait casting rods i had two-piece rods i was showing up to the tournaments with two-piece rods ironically i did very well in texas but it just it it goes to show that like just you know three four years five years ago i i was i was very much learning fishing and i still am learning fishing i feel like every time i go out i learn something especially the delta out here which is totally different than anything i fish but california um going back to your original question california has uh has made me be more versatile as a fisherman. Uh, You can fish year round. So you got to figure out how to catch them in the winter. Never had that opportunity uh, back in New York. Uh, So you got to figure out how to catch them in the winter. You got to figure out how to fish deep, clear reservoirs in the winter and the summer. You got to figure out, like I mentioned, the Delta, which is a tidal fishery. I mean, my first time out on the Delta, I I didn't even know it was a tidal fishery. I just went out there. I'm like, wow, this is kind of moving current right now what's going on out here <laughs> but uh again it's just a totally there's so many different fisheries out here that that make you become a better fisherman because you have to learn them or else you're just not going to get anywhere but um yeah it's been interesting to to kind of watch myself grow over the years with with fishing and like i said I, i'm definitely continuing to learn like it's it's crazy there are so many and that's that's another thing I want to talk about is like, yes, I do well and I put it on YouTube, but in the grand scheme of things, there are so many other guys out here that are so much better than me. If they had a YouTube channel, they would be like, they would just be crazy. It's just, it's just right. the facts. It's, it's the, you know, the math of it. But um, I just have been uh, pretty lucky. I've had good fortune at the right times to uh, do well in some tournaments. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, quite the journey.
0: Well, that kind of brings me to another point. Like, because I was like, I'm obsessed with California. So my bucket list. I've already told everyone but you this. As far as you know, all the people I've had on the show. Uh, there's something about California, and the way you guys do things over there. they just like, it's, like so appealing to me. Um, but what do you think the difference is? Because like for some reason, like being up here on the East Coast and you know, all the big tournaments are over here. I know you guys got a few, but when we think about like kayak fishing, majority of the huge tournaments are over here all on the East Coast. Uh, Gunnersville, Lake or um, whatever it, it, it's all over here and like people up here take it very very seriously like I, i'm watching guys like they've dedicated their whole lives to fishing they've they i don't know they sold their house got, got rid of the wives got a, oh, got, a oh, got, got a got a got a van <laughs> you know, like i mean you know, travel the country like gypsies and you know just just they're all about it and, and god bless them for it but it's just like I mean, they're just—they're obsessed with it, like, and they, and they travel up and down the East Coast from Florida to New or whatever, and to make all these big national tournaments. Uh, but you guys in California don't really have that option. Um, you guys got the, the few things you guys got over there, but like, when you look at the things I see, it's not just your videos. It's some of the other guys I talked to. It's just like there's a different vibe over there. Like for some reason, it seems like you guys don't take yourself like, as seriously as what's going over here on the uh, the East Coast. And I, I don't know if it's because you guys are, uh, like, out there on your own. Like I said, like, besides California, like, how many places do you guys really travel to fish besides making the long trek across the country to fish the East Coast? Um, What do you think the difference is? What do you think the difference is between, like, being an East Coast angler or being – you know, the West Coast Angler and, like, the vibe. I just feel like there's – I honestly just feel like there's a different vibe. Like, when I look at you guys, I think of camping out, drinking beer, going out, competing, and having a good time. When I'm, when I'm up here and I go to the tournaments around here, I'm like, everyone's here to fucking win. Like, no one's messing around. Everyone's taking this shit very seriously. Uh, they have they created the the, the the term professional kayak angler and everything. And, you know, I'm not you know saying what's better or worse, but I'm saying – but there's a difference in, like, I guess, atmosphere. Like, you guys just seem to just have a good time where everyone over here kind of, like, really just takes it very very serious. Anyone can answer that. Um I I guess I'll start. Uh no, that's uh that's a good point.
2: Uh, it's a, yeah, I think the big thing is I mean it's 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 big out here. Kayak fishing is big out here. We've huge. had a few different trails uh pop up. I mean, yeah, it is huge. Like we're getting uh hunt last year it was like 100 plus anglers for any tournament you join, assuming there wasn't a cap. But I think the big difference is out here, it still has, like, a small community vibe. Like, everybody still kind of knows everybody, whereas if you go, you know, back to the East Coast, you guys you guys are coming from different states, from different clubs, uh, you know, and, and not everybody knows each other. So I think that just lends for a more competitive environment. And the Southeast in general, I mean, we'll be honest here, that's always been, like, the big bass fishing lakes and fisheries and tournaments uh, whereas the west coast has always been kind of left behind and it makes sense i get it with the uh, the distance but i'd say the big difference if i were to just speculate i would say it's just because the community feel there's still a small like community feel out here like you go to a campsite for a tournament you'll walk by you know 30 campsites you'll know every everybody Um, so i think that's probably what uh, makes the big difference I think that's
1: true, definitely, but I also think, like, like speaking for myself, and I'm pretty sure Greg's on board with this, it's, it's kayak fishing, dude. It's not um, professional bass fishing. No one's living, well, maybe there is people, I don't know them, but no one's making a living, like, as a professional fisherman. Like, there's not, is there really a Jacob Wheeler of kayak fishing? I don't think so. I mean... There's no money being paid out to where people are making a living off it. So in that mind, my mindset is like, why take it so serious? Like, I have a full-time job. I have three kids, a wife. I'm a contractor. I build stuff for people. And that's how I pay my rent and my bills. So this, to me, is pure fun. If I thought there was an idea of like, uh, maybe an inkling of, hey, there's money to be made in this. And I was 20 years old. It'd be different, but I'm not but i think greg and i both see kind of eye to eye on that like kayak fishing is going to be it'll never be professional bass fishing so why have the attitude of a professional bass well fishing?
2: let me interrupt for one second i agree with mike completely and this is something we've actually talked about you know you know or some of our late nights drinking like 20 beers but it's, <laughs> it's still got it still got some truth to it but like i think what we both are on agreement with, and like a lot of our friends is like, what do you, what do you want to get out of this? Like, what's the ultimate goal? Do you want to be a professional kayak fisherman? Do you want to spend, you know, most of your life on the road and sleeping in your truck? Maybe some people do, and that's fine. But I think what our core values are right now, or just, again, what we talked about earlier is we got a weekend, we got a tournament weekend, we're going to go drink some beers, have, you know, barbecue, we're gonna have a good time fishing, and that's all it needs to be, you know, I mean, right. what? A, yes, we want to be competitive. Don't get me wrong. We, I have a competitive nature. We all do. We want to win, of course. But, um, you know, as far as like taking it to another level, even if it were possible at this point, I'm not sure uh, any of us, even my, myself included, would want to do that. It would just be a different lifestyle. And uh, right now, like I said, it's working. We're having fun. So why why change? Yeah.
1: I like going out to the derbies with the boys. It, you know, trying to beat people in the other the derbies outside the crew, but and then people in our own crew. We're like, all of us want to win. And I haven't, but one day I will. But <laughs> we do all <laughs> it's it's
2: win. coming, Mike. It's coming,
1: buddy. But it's uh coming. As far as, like, the professional vibe and, like, the whole attitude deal, I – and don't get me wrong. When we launch at 5 in the morning, we all take it serious. We're cracking up, laughing, floating around the water. But when we get on the water, we're grinding. But we – I think everyone in the group knows that this is just a hobby, basically. And right. I don't really see it going anywhere from there. For me, myself, I know for a fact, so I can't speak for anyone else. But there is never going to be the same amount of money in kayak fishing that is in professional bass fishing. Right. So for people that, you know, people go, oh, there's pro kayak fishermen. And I've heard it many times in the last year. Oh, this guy's pro. I'm like, really? So he doesn't have a job. He's fishing for a living. Full time fishing for a living. I don't see that. I don't know if that's true or not, and I could be 100% wrong, but in my eyes, I don't see it. Right. But I do love it, and it's fun, so that's why I do it. I mean, I ain't looking to get sponsors or anything like that. I'm just here to have fun with my friends, meet new people, and
0: crush fish. Right. That's what it's about. Well, Greg, what about you? Like, like whether um, you know professional angler or whatever you want to say, but it's like you, you you've kind of tapped into a market that a lot of guys have. Uh, created like success like you know uh, i'm a but i'm sorry i'm horrible with his name but fields robert fields and uh the you know the bash squash guys, guys who have used like their social media stance and like the, you know their, their the content they put out because you know, like this is one of those industry where like you don't really necessarily have to be a great angler uh, but you get but if you put out great content you can get noticed and then you can get people to invest in you and it's all great like whether you're taking your clothes off or you're just making really good videos like who am i to judge but it's like but he, but you, you're you're in that same field where like you're like you um like, like your, your youtube videos is popular like i mean like people watch it every three days when the new episode comes out and um so like you 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 found like a niche but it seems like you really take that niche seriously it seems like you just put videos out because you like them because they're never seen like there's been like any other motive other than you just enjoy fishing but have you ever thought about maybe pushing that a little further and seeing if you could make an income or uh make a life out of just being you know whatever you would call that an angler professional angler a professional youtuber whatever you know whatever, whatever you would call that uh yeah so i basically started
2: the youtube channel when i started traveling for work and like had a little uh, lifetime kayak from amazon it wasn't walmart it was amazon but, uh, <laughs> Same thing. Uh, but um yeah, same thing actually. But uh, this, I started the channel at that point, and again, it was the, f- the whole purpose at that time. Of course, back in 2013, 14, it was just for fun to show my family, my friends, nothing crazy. It's not like I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a YouTube channel," nothing like that. But uh, over time, it has, of course, developed and grown, and I'd say probably uh, the last few years, I've definitely taken it more seriously. You know, I'm obviously uploading consistently. Um, but the, the big thing for me and the thing that I know I will always stay true to is when the phishing deal, whether it's contracts or sponsorships or videos, when it starts to feel like work or a hassle, that's like, okay, you gotta like take a step back there, buddy, because, uh, I'm not ruining something that I'm passionate about. That's just stupid. I don't think anybody would, um, do I work hard at it? Yes, I do. Uh, video editing takes a lot of time, um, but I enjoy it for the most part. Um, but I still have a, a career and a job that I outside of fishing that I truly enjoy and, and also passionate about. So uh, I feel like I'm in kind of a weird situation or maybe a unique situation compared to other you know, YouTubers and content creators. I'm not trying to escape my my so-called nine to five. I'm not trying to escape that. I wanna have a good balance between the two. And uh, right now I feel like I have a good balance. I have a good balance. Um, I am enjoying life. I'm enjoying, you know, work doesn't feel like work if that makes sense. So uh, I don't see any reason to
0: to really change. Well, how do you, and this might be a weird question, Greg, but like, you know, like I've done a lot of different things. I've done kayak bass fishing, I've done jujitsu, I've done CrossFit, I've done all these different things that were like just like passionate hobbies, you know what I mean? Um, and like one thing I've always learned is that uh, people always want to make money doing something they really love. You know, like everybody, it's like you said, you know, you don't want to escape your nine to five, but everyone wants, that I know of, is always trying to escape their nine to five. Like, you know, like someone picks up a fishing pole, they want to be, a professional angler or or whatever they, they want they want they want to make some kind of living in that industry um why don't you like why, why what what makes you different why how are you able to separate um you know a hobby from like making a career out of something you know i mean is it because you found like your passion in your regular career like your your nine-to-five job or what but like why are you different because like i said everyone i know and i talked to you, like the moment they start doing something they enjoy they want to find a way to make a living off it uh, yeah, it's a really good question. Um,
2: for me personally, it might be different for other people, but, um, if I do something like all the time, like I'm not talking like a few times a week, I'm talking like all the time. Like if I were to say, quit my, my PT job and I was to go full-time YouTube, full-time fishing, fishing every day. I was getting up at three in the morning, fishing 10 hours, coming home, editing. If I was doing that all the time, I, as much as I love fishing. Uh, I guarantee I would get burnt out and I wouldn't enjoy fishing as much. Um, It's funny that I, last year I did a lot of videos I created a lot of content, which was, which was fine, which was great. And then the winter months came. So the content slowed down, the fishing slowed down. Of course So I wasn't doing it as much. Um, But I found that like when I went out fishing, like prepping for like a, like a trip to like Lake Berryessa in January, I hadn't been fishing in like four or five days. I felt like this weird, like kind of like this, this this burn like this this uh excitement you know like you know that excitement when you get up early in the morning you're ready for fishing that maybe it's the night before i kind of i kind of felt that again a little bit uh and not that i don't feel it with every fishing trip but i just felt it more so but that was like a sign to me uh or at least something that you know makes it a reality and that if you decide to go fishing full-time if you do this 24 7 it's it's gonna change. You're not gonna right. enjoy it as much. So that's that's my uh, main rationale for not just like ditching my other job and just fishing all the time.
0: Right. All right. Well, let's talk about California for a second. And we got like I'm not trying to be political, Mike. We're not trying to be political. <laughs> um, about this at all but uh you know it's been a weird year like, I talked to Mike we I had another podcast Mike came on about eight months ago and you know we were talking we were all pumped about the 2020 season uh getting ready to kick things off it was really close it was like my water was still frozen but yours was still cold and um so but you know we, we had all these things planned and then all of a sudden COVID-19 happens uh you know two states I think I hit the worst with it as far as like not just sick people and you know, death, but also the restriction was, uh, you know, California and New York, um, you know, how did your season kick off and, and then how did uh, COVID-19 affect like, you know, the first part of it, I would say. Go ahead,
1: Mike. Oh, sorry. It crushed me because fishing tournaments with my friends, dude, that's the old, basically 99% of the time I get out on the water is tournament, either pre-fish or tournament day. Depending on what, so the whole virus thing fucked me up because I'm stuck up here in the mountains, which I'm not saying is bad. I love it up here. Obviously, I live here, but I love fishing for bass, and that it's definitely been a burden as far as hooking up with my boys and going out and fishing topwater for bass. <laughs> I've been yeah. fishing for trout here and there, but it's been non-eventful, I should say. That's about yeah. as easy as I could put it.
0: Yeah. Now, Greg, you, you were playing in the Delta during the whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Delta, uh, same county. So staying within the same
2: county, it's about 30 minutes away from me. So it was making my way to the delta during the week um but yeah like what what mike said it it sucked it, it, it was kind of crazy like i went to texas i went to lake fork literally the weekend where it like changed in yeah, this country. Right. like i was i remember like saturday night um or no friday night i think it was that was after day one on lake fork i was watching the news i was like holy shit like this is getting kind of serious i hope i can get home and that weekend, which was what March 14, 15, something like that, that's when everything like completely changed. And uh, yeah, after that, it was just like a huge bummer. Um, you know, all of our tur- like our tournament trails got canceled. Like everything we had kind of looked forward to and anticipated was like, well, I guess we're not doing that. So um, I don't know. It 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 definitely uh, hurt this year. Um, but it is what it is. So we're just. rolling It is it. what it
0: is. Well, what were the, uh, cause the rules seem to be different. Like, you know, I talked to Mike a few times during this pandemic and it was all, you know, he couldn't fish, but somehow you guys were able to like sneak on the Delta. Was it, was the Delta the only place that was allowing people to fish? They really uh, pretty much
2: shut off the Delta. Yeah. Um, so like all the lakes, the parks, everything like that were shut down. Like the gates were closed. You weren't getting in. The Delta has a lot of different like public launches it's, and e- even private launches yeah. And there were a handful of launches on the Delta that were closed, but uh, a lot of them are like just pay boxes, so you can just pay in the box and launch. Um, so luckily, I knew of a few of them, and uh, was was still able to uh, to get out there. Yeah. Well, now that but the it uh,
0: sucked. Go, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, now that the season started, though, it's um, I mean, you guys just recently, like, it was cool because you know, like, we're sitting there waiting and like luckily we still have like it's like everybody's stuck at home you know like i was able to uh you know they closed down the marinas and stuff here but i got a kayak and i live you know and i know these areas and i was able to go on ida and and do what i needed to do during these uh those crazy times um but um you know what was the uh because i mean like the tournaments were stopped i mean did, did it affect the way that you were going to do your videos at that point i mean was there a point was there at some point where, like i didn't know if you were like like, maybe you didn't want to do any more videos, or were you just going to just go out? Like, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, like, when everything just changes, everything's shut down. Um, you know, what was your plan there? Like, were you just going to do like small videos as far as just like fishing on your own? Like, what, what was the whole thought process on that? Uh, yeah, just
2: basically what you say. I, I was just, I, I mean, every time I go out fishing, I film. Um, so I just made sure that, you know, I stayed within the, uh, the rules, the County rules, County laws, um, around Northern California to, to, to fish. Uh, and I, I filmed, I mean, there was really no change. Uh, like I said, it was definitely a bummer that like some of the lakes that you know were closed. I mean, cause I was really looking forward to fishing a few places in the, in the spawn yeah. and you could not touch them. And that was like, that's that sucked. That. it was so because i feel like i mean i'm kind of a side note i i feel like this is my third year in california i kind of know the lakes a little better now like i know where they're gonna go to spawn so i was like oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna get on them this spring well not so much um but yeah the plans for the videos were the same um i film everything if i have a good day bad day
0: um anything really that happens it, it's going up on youtube Yeah. Well, now, what was it like? when you guys finally got together. Were you guys like interacting with each other during the whole pandemic, and then you know, also like you know, months later, oh, we can finally get together, and you know, whatever you guys were doing in California. What was it like when you guys first got together?
1: Yeah, I'm a human being, dude. I'm a weird human being because I'm not super social with a bunch of people, but the people I like, I'm like, give me a hug. I'm just like. When I saw Greg and Alden and everybody, everyone again, I was like, I just want to embrace the moment and be there. I know it sounds fruity, but I was like, it's sick. We're back together. It felt so good to be, for one, Tahoe's is a little town. We have, I think the normal residency here is like maybe 17 to 20,000 that live here year round. And we have shit ton of tourists. Like this weekend, or for Fourth of July, we had over a million people up here, basically. Jeez. So, it was good to see my friends. I was like, I'll take the chance. If Greg's got the COVID, I got the COVID.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really
1: didn't care at that point.
0: Uh, like, so, 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 so Greg didn't tell you to stay away, six six foot distance or anything um, like that. <laughs> no, I think I'll you got be pretty close. With
1: you, I'm I'm not a I'm not complying with that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I feel. I'll take my chances. I'm going uh, down with you. the flu comes every year. If I get sick, I get sick. My kids get sick. If I die, I die. That's life. I'm dying from the damn board. So I'm going to cover water and cover ground until it covers me.
0: So I'm not going to live in fear. Right. Well, so, so, Greg, I got a question to ask you because, uh, you know, last year you came up for the uh, – uh, you came up for two events. I, I fished Lake George with you. And then I fished the. Uh, uh, it's my favorite lake. It's. Uh, damn it.
2: You
0: Otisco. Must not be your favorite. It's no, Otisco. Let me ask you, like, when you were fishing Otisco, because uh, I finished 13th, and you just happened to finish 14th. Uh, so, oh. so everyone knows I beat I, I, <laughs> I, 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 Greg But, like, <laughs> dude, how awesome was that day? Because uh, any other tournament, like, I could have had a first place finish. Like that. The, like there was yeah. like. So many big fish that were caught. Like that was like one of my favorite day fishing. I love that lake. It's only about 45 minutes south of me. But uh, like, like even you, caught – I think you said in your video it was, like, I, I'm not upset at all because you caught a big, you caught a big bag, or you, you know, as far as inches go, like you caught a lot of you know big fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a
2: really good tournament. I mean, last year the fishing in New York was like. I again just right place, right time. I came home all of May and the fishing was insane. Like obviously uh Cugo Lake, but that tournament, Otisco Lake, I think I had uh God and you might have to correct me. I think I had like fifty-three inches or something like that. Like yeah, I was like two, like, fifty, 50 like
0: three. Yeah, I was very excited like the whole time I'm like for, man, I'm For, I'm for three fish. Good. For yeah. three
2: fish in New York. And I was like, Wow, this is good, but yeah, I mean people just smashed and there's a lot of good fish in that lake. Um uh, God last, it may I don't know how it was like this year, but uh, I think
0: it, it, it was such a disappointment like because uh, like, really? last year last year we had a great time. Everyone caught big fish, except for Scott Reynolds. Scott Reynolds caught like two fish. <laughs> uh, but uh, this year, like we you know, it was our first live tournament, I think, and um, it was right before June, but like they were on beds, and Scott ended up winning this one, but fishing in there right. like, all in beds and like it was just like, it was such a hard day uh i struggled every a lot of people struggled scott he 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 literally spent like two hours trying to catch one fish but was able to pull it out but it was like the most boringest way of fishing i've ever seen someone do it but uh (laughs) big big difference like may in upstate new york is probably one of the best places to be i think as far as uh you know i i I just can't think about like we we caught a lot of fish during may but uh yeah. I know. I was just curious about that because, uh, you know, not that I just beat, not that I beat you, but in fact, it was such a, like, it was such a, like, it was just a weird day because everybody was catching, like, monsters and, yeah. um, uh, it's yeah. a really good day of fishing, so, but, uh, anyways, we'll wrap this up soon, guys, but I want to ask you because, um, uh, you, know, you know, COVID be damned, and we've already talked about, like, you know, our thoughts on, um, you know, kayak fishing and, like, you know, I guess, like, the other part of it, not just the fishing part, but, like, you know, being a pro angler or a social media guru or whatever, what do you guys see like now, like the future of kayak fishing, like how it's going to grow and where it's going to go? Because everyone thinks that eventually we're going to be on the same level as, you know, the bass, you know, the big bass boats and whatever. It's not, you know, if we do, we do, if we don't, I'm okay with either way. But uh, what do you guys see? Like, um, in like, in, in like, let's say a five year plan. Like, what do you, what do you guys see the sport turning into? Go for
2: it, Mike. all right my uh share share your wisdom be be nice mike
1: i'm gonna share the wisdom (laughs) Uh, i think there's gonna have to be a lot of changes man honestly in the tournament trails out here on the west their club trails i mean you're just doing club derbies basically if things are going to change where there's big money like bass boat fishing people are going to have to fork up i get it we're in granted our plastic boats our plastic boats but some of you know we got five thousand dollars invested whatever it may be in these boats you're gonna have to fork up more money for entry fees if you want to win more money i mean in the big scheme of things kayak fishing is just like bass fishing you're gambling it's a gamble if you don't put the money up you're not going to win the money so the payouts right now are hella weak but the pay the the buy-in is you know 50 to 100 bucks he i I don't know. I just don't really see my personal idea of it is I don't see it getting like FLW or something like that. I mean, those guys are paying, I don't know what their entry fees are, but I think they're between 15 and 2,500 bucks per tournament. And maybe they, if they get in the top 50 or something like that, then they get half of it back. We're basically doing that just on a really, 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 really low scale. So well,
0: I, let me ask I, you, Mike, let me ask you, Mike. Like, do do you got do you want it to get that big and that complicated? That's I, I like one of the things I was like, I was listening to another podcast earlier this week. I was like, how big do we really want this thing to get to? Because one of the beautiful things about kayak fishing right now is that anyone can do it everyone can do it anyone we can all yeah. go sign up for a hobby event and compete against the greg blanchers the russ nyers the cody Miltons, the josh Stewarts, and we can go out there and test ourselves one of the problems with the big bass boat world is that like you'll you have a guy who's a stick who, you, know, who just, you know he just you know he can fish his ass off but he can't be putting in the money to go do something like that because it, it it's a huge investment it's a very well, expensive world to live in so like how, like is it something that you would like, do you want do you want the sport to grow to a level like that? I mean, it, it's it's kind of a catch point too, I think. Did I uh this is
1: you know, Matt Panarak just said it best on BTL. He's like, Hey, if you have the money, financial standing, like if your financials are correct where you can go pay these entry fees and you're not gonna starve your family out and do these tournaments, then yeah, go do them. So yeah i would love to see the kayak fishing industry get that big for people who are into it for that reason i would love to see people make a living off chasing their dreams
2: um
1: i'm not i'm definitely not against it at all but i wouldn't be fishing those i mean i wouldn't be paying 15 2500 bucks to enter a tournament because it's just out of i know my limits as a as a father of a family i couldn't do that so but I'm not hating on it if it happens and, yeah. and people can do it then go do it and you know chase chase some dreams just don't be a no limit soldier and uh, <laughs> sell your house or whatever.
0: Right. <laughs> what do you think, Rick? <laughs>
2: Oh man, five years from now, that's so hard to predict. Uh, I mean, if you look at the last five years, I mean, it's grown like astronomically. I mean, think about the last five years. So Huge. I'd imagine, yeah, I'd imagine in another five years, it will be bigger. Um, will it be on the KB or the uh, FLW, Bass, MLF uh, level? No, it won't be that big. Um, so many things have to go right for it to get to that level. Um, you know, with, sponsorships endemic non-endemic stuff like everything there's so many factors um but you know in five years i see it being bigger for sure and i'm gonna agree with mike um again it's it's even if it everything falls into place and it it follows suit as the big boat tournaments goes like it's still for majority of folks, it's still going to be basically professional gambling or fishing gambling. You're going to be paying big entry fees because that's what needs to happen for it to grow to that level. You're going to pay big entry fees and try to cash checks. Um, So, I mean, if that's, if that's the dream, then that's fine for, for whoever, but uh, I don't know. A lot of things have to fall into place again, like we were chatting about before, I like how it is right now. Um, I hope it grows. I, I'm going to continue to support the growth of the sport. Uh, but the, again, like you mentioned, the one tricky thing about kayak fishing is it allows so many people, like whether you know, to afford to get into yeah. kayak fishing. Yeah. So, are we going to change this into a sport where, like, it becomes an elitist sport where you have to have and, you know, I I will admit this. I have a expensive kayak with a lot of accessories, motor, electronics, whatnot. But are we going to make that the norm? Are we going to have to make it so that if you want to fish competitive kayak fishing, you have to have eight grand in your rig? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's hard I to would, say.
1: I would say no on that because this is the working man's working woman's sport. Right. Or if you call it a sport, I don't call fishing a sport, but it's it's a hobby that you can go out and gamble it's a hobby that you can go out fishing but yeah you're 100% right greg but i'm on the side of yeah i would i would hate to see it go to an elitist thing where you got to have a 225 merc on your pro angler or whatever you fish out <laughs> to stay competitive because that takes it's in reality these aren't these are derbies we're fishing derbies it's for fun it's for bragging rights and yeah you can cash a check make some extra money you know but it's fun i think at that point where it becomes an elitist activity it takes the fun out of it for 80 percent of the people that are doing it right now
0: yeah very well said so with uh 2020 the season being as weird as it is um how, how, how much do you think this COVID-19 is going to affect, like, the rest of this year and next year? Because right now, like, I've had to um, like cancel. Like, I was going to do the uh, East-West Harbor, the KBF event over in Ohio. I don't know if I'm going to go now because Ohio just made the uh, the sh- New York shit list for uh, restricted states. So if I was to go there and I didn't report it and do 14 days quarantine, I could be fined up to uh, $2,000 to $10,000 for doing that. And so it's like it, – it it, it's really messed up my uh, – my season because New York's very strict, so it's just like it's very hard for me to get out there and go do the national events. I know California, uh, you guys are similar in the way that you know you guys have had a lot of restriction. Hell, I, I'm worried California might get sent back to phase one if for whatever reason. So, what do you guys think? Like like you know like it's how it's gonna affect like the rest of this season and next season. Do you guys see this lasting longer than what we wanted to? Because we all thought it would be a lot not all, but a lot of people thought it would be over. And people in the you know the you know the east. And the the southeast, they're already acting like this thing is over. Like they're going to all the big national tournaments. Uh, they just got done with uh, lacrosse and uh, Kentucky Lake. Uh, but now I'm hearing they're, they're shit talking on the, uh, you know, the uh, interweb, the, the book of faces that uh, they don't even know if there's if uh, the, the three main dogs in uh, kayak fishing are even going to have a, a series next year. Uh, what are your guys' thought on that? I, I promise we'll wrap this thing up so you guys can go back to doing your nightly Great. rituals. Start that one what's that that's you craig Hit oh up. god
2: man that's a great <laughs> question I, I, i'm know. i going deep but like yeah yeah the three of us, um man. yeah man it's so hard to say yeah we've already in california like you guys have already gone we're going back you know we're going back so it, it sucks um my gut tells me that it's not going to be the same till 2022 i don't think we're going to be back to norm by until then, I think this is going to take a while. Whether whatever your beliefs are, I'm not saying one thing or the other, and I'm not a political person. Or at least I don't want to express it publicly. But um, I think 2021 is going to be a shit show, and I think it's going to take till 2022 to to get back to normalcy, if you will. Yeah.
1: I right, think 2021 is going to be a shit show, along with the rest of this year, and I personally don't see it going back to normal. Unfortunately, I just feel. I'm with Greg. You guys yeah. all know how I think. Yeah, it sucks.
2: It sucks. Yeah. Like it, it, it what sucks yeah. is like, it, life has changed. Culture has changed. Like you go know, to the grocery store, everyone's wearing a mask. It's like, man, it's like we're this is a different world now. It's like it it's sucks. It's a different it's, world. It's, it's depressing. Um, it's I don't weird. know. I don't know how to explain it really. But I mean, I mean it is what it is.
0: That's kind of the way. Like I'm hear you guys say that because I mean, like, like a lot, like being up here because you know, New York hits so well and. Or whatever when I say New York did so well I am really going off what the the news said. Uh I'm not trying to, you know, piggyback off it, but it's like you know, we had it first and we figured it out and uh you know, we, we're open up, like we're we're so much more open than most of the country is right now because I guess from being so far into it when it first happened that uh you know, like like now states are just now catching up to where we were back in like uh the March, April time when we had, you know, when it was really rampant up here. Um, And so, you know, but still, it's it's really funny to watch, like, how people live right now. Um, And like I said, I don't have any, like, I'm not talking about politically. I'm not trying to tell what my beliefs are on the virus or anything. But it's like like, people are are, are thinking they can live, like, it's going to be, things are okay, like, things are back to normal. It's just like, no, like, especially when you think about, like, these uh, organizations like KBF and Hobie, yeah, they're still putting tournaments out, but you have no idea what they're going through uh, financially like I mean, they're not getting the same like at least some of like, like some of the events aren't getting the same amount of people as they were before uh sponsors the first thing they're going to cut is the you know the money to uh you know whatever like the, the sponsorship money so i don't think people understand like exactly what's going on like behind the lo- behind the scene like uh, uh, these tournament series are are, are feeling it and they're going to feel it for a while because i mean what, what, these big companies that sponsor these events who are they going to cut where are they going to cut first Exactly the sponsorship mice So I don't think people, everyone's acting like everything is, is is getting back to normal, but I just don't really see it. I, I see this going on a little bit longer than what we anticipated.
2: Yeah, it's a total. It's again, it's a total guess for me, but I feel like 2021 will be like the rebuilding year. I think 2021, like I think, who knows what'll happen with the rest of this year? But I think 2021 will see things steadily improve. You know, fingers crossed, and then 2022, it'll it'll be what it is.
0: But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not gonna end. Like, eventually, it's gonna get back. Life is gonna get back to whatever the new normal is gonna be. But I just, you know, it's, it's, it's a process, and we gotta go through it. And life as we know it is gonna be, it's different now. But uh, enough of that dumb COVID nineteen bullshit. Uh, uh, So yeah, all of (laughs) that. Yeah. So, uh, what do we have planned? We'll start with Greg because Greg's got a lot more going on than Mike Enstein does. Yeah, uh, Mike Insing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 what's the immediate future looking like for you? And if you want to thank anyone, go ahead. This is your time. And then we'll get to uh, we'll get the punk rock Mike over here in a second. Um, immediate future. We got
2: uh, a tournament coming out tournaments, uh, a couple weeks or a week and a half back at Lake McClure. Um, we were there this past weekend, uh, for a different trail. Uh, it was about 105 degrees every day. And, uh, you just <laughs> sat there dead sticking a drop shot. Uh, you know, in 20 foot of water and hope for a bite. It was a good time. So we're going back yeah. there in about a week and a half. Uh, Mike, you're, you're joining. He couldn't attend the last one. Uh, so that's yeah. the, the turn that hopefully, fingers crossed, we can still do that one. Uh, we got some, I mean, August is actually a crazy month as far as trends go. August, It's crazy. August, yeah, Mike and I and, you know, everyone else in Northern California, we got the Hobie BOS on the Delta. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of events on Clear Lake. Uh what else do we have? There's one, another one, right?
1: Uh, might be I three think there's two or three on Clear Lake. Yeah. Kobe BOS on the Delta. There's a yeah. yakabass on Clear Lake.
2: Yeah. So big big it's- tournament month in August. I think we're I mean, as long as things go to plan, every weekend in August we are fishing a tournament, some of which are like two-day tournaments. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um but yeah, I mean that's that's as as far as I know, that's what my plans. So I'm just going to continue with life, working, and fishing. And uh, just
0: roll with the punches. All right, two questions, Greg, and then we'll let Insane talk. But uh, when do you plan on coming back to New York? And then what is the process of you coming back to New York? Because I mean, you—you, you, I'm pretty sure last year you flew home and you had a kayak waiting for you. So I was just curious. Like, you know, if I ever had you in the podcast, I wanted to ask you that. Like, you know, like how, you know are you? So two questions: Are you coming back to New York in 2020? And How do you do it? Like, how do you have a kayak and everything waiting here for you? And how are you ready to fish once you land in New York? Um, So
2: I plan on it. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I've got a buddy getting married September 12th in uh, Geneva, New York. So I anticipate I will be there. I'll probably spend uh, probably a week or two home. I mean, I was anticipating coming home all of May like I did last year this this year but obviously that didn't work out so i gotta i gotta make up some time of course all my family is in you know seneca falls new york so i gotta you know i gotta spend some time with them of course uh but that's that's the plan september you know mid-september to come back to new york for the wedding i don't know i'll have to take a look at what tournaments are going on um but as far as my my kayak and my gear i'm very lucky i have a slayer 10 sitting in my mom's garage in seneca falls new york uh with uh pretty much everything i need to just go out and fish i've got all my rods reels um actually no i'll bring my reels i've got rods at home i hate traveling with rods by the way air air, you know that's terrible never try to fly with rods um but i've got everything basically ready to go at home to to get out and fish and uh hopefully uh mid-september i will be back in seneca falls new york in the finger lakes and uh
0: fishing a tournament yeah well that should be about time for the uh, new york championship in oneida so Ooh, there you go uh nice. mike what do you got coming up um,
1: i don't got much coming up just going out <laughs> with these dudes fishing hopefully that's like my biggest goal is to get out fishing on the boat and i don't really have any goals one goal is i'm going to win a tournament this year unless they cancel them all then let me just...
2: let me inter- let me interject i don't i don't know how much everyone knows about mike and Sin, but mike what have we been we've been fishing for the past couple of years Three years, two, three years. Mike has always done – probably Mike is one of the most – if not the most consistent angler in California. I'm not joking. For angler of the year standings, <laughs> he's always in the top five. Like I think the last two, three years, you've always been either two, th- three, whatever. You're always in the top five for angler of the year. But Mike has never won a tournament. It's true.
0: Always, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, Mike. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> It's sweet, because so all the due. dudes are
1: trying to pick up on me. You know, bridesmaid dudes. <laughs> but,
0: I mean, Mike is definitely due for
2: a tournament <laughs> win. I, I predicted I predicted that 2020, Mike would win a tournament. This would be the year. So, he's got it's a lot of shots. Aldi Assuming got we got fish him. Yes, Aldi, Alden Walden just got a W on McClure. But I'm predicting Mike wins an event in August. I'm calling it right now. All right. Well,
0: the pressure's on, Mike.
2: That's it. Well, it's a lot of pressure. Not really. We'll see what All
0: right. happens. All right, All right. we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, is there anyone you guys want to thank? You know, whatever, if you guys got sponsors, whatever, this is the time that you guys put in your plugs. Uh, if not, dude, I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Greg? Greg's got sponsors. Go ahead, Greg. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, my sponsor – I've got, I've got a couple. A uh, native, of course. I've been fishing on that little boat for the like last six, six years. native watercraft. Um, we've got a <laughs> motor on, which definitely helps, actually. Uh, we've got a uh, fish shears. And, and then we buy little batteries. Uh, yeah, I've got really good sponsors. I've got really good support to uh, allow us to, uh, you know, shout out our little plastic boats.
0: Cool. Mike, Uh,
2: I got
1: just two. Or actually three. The Dark Horse crew. Love you guys. Uh, My family, because they let me go fishing with my boys. And then uh, Sierra Nevada Beer and Bioinno Batteries. They've been hooking us up with batteries for a long time. They're incredible. They run the graphs. And the beer is delicious and makes us happy.
0: All right, Jance. Well, I appreciate you guys coming to the show. Uh, Good luck with less than 2020. I hope you guys stay open in California. But but I look forward to hearing from you guys again. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Josh, take care. Greg, I'll see you next week. All right, guys. Thank you. Later. Later, guys.